Hey church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Amen. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Matthew 13. We are in a new series starting today. How many of you are excited for a new series? You're like, I don't even know what we're about to talk about. How should I be excited? It's going to be good. Um, Let me just tell you, this series is going to be for the next couple months. Amen. So we're going to go after this for the next couple months. I'm excited. This was actually a series that uh, we talked about months ago. We thought we were going to do it on Wednesday night prayer meetings, but the Lord said, hold off. And so now we're doing it this year. As we have said in our vision uh, Sunday, where we're going after this year is we are going after uh, formation of Jesus in our lives, the formation of Jesus by the truth and the presence of him. The truth being the reality of Jesus, his words, what he has to say, living in the kingdom of God. And so this series entitled Paradox of the Kingdom, that's exactly what we're doing. That's exactly what we're going after. We're opening up the word of Jesus, the apostles. We're going to look at what he has to say in regards to life today. How many of you want to say amen to that? Just opening up our hearts to saying, what does Jesus have to say about life today? Matthew chapter 13. I put a title to this and I'm going to read a lot today. Is that all right? I'm going to do my best to stay focused on the notes and read a lot today. Matthew 13, Paradox of the Kingdom, entitled this, The Kingdom Secrets. Jesus is ministering. Jesus is here on earth, ministering the gospel, healing people, raising people, giving life to people. And he begins to teach the gospel. He begins to teach what the kingdom of heaven is like, what the kingdom of God is. And, and there's a moment where he starts talking about a parable of sowing, the parable of the sower. And his disciples come to him in this verse here, chapter, uh, verse 10, excuse me. And they say this. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. Let me say that again. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. When we say the statement here, when I say this, that there's always more with Jesus, I'm going to preach to two people today. It's going to be good. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will, not be, will be taken away from them. That is why I use parables, for they look, but they don't really see. He's referencing back to Isaiah the prophet. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. Pause. This is hard teaching to receive. Reading this just at the forefront, it's like you got all these questions, you got all these wonders, like is there, is there a separation, is people not in, a, like there's all these, que- anybody else that when you hear these words, you're like, what are you saying, Jesus? For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes, speaking to his disciples, 
Blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they did not see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. The paradox of the kingdom, the secrets of the kingdom are open. The kingdom secrets. There's another scripture verse that goes along with this that I want to encourage you to go read this week. John chapter 3, when Jesus is sitting there with Nicodemus, the religious leader, and Nicodemus comes to him and says, hey, 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 Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if, if, if God were not with him. And Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Unless they're born again. And so Jesus, his entire teaching here as he's on earth is showing that those, I'm going to give you my whole message. Are you ready? Those that have said yes to Jesus, the kingdom of heaven is open to them. The the whole fullness of the kingdom of heaven is open to them. That's a really good place to say amen if you know Jesus and love him. Like, Like the kingdom of heaven is at hand and open today. We're in a moment today where both inside and outside of the church, people are looking for solid truth. They're looking for the truth of Jesus. Whether they admit that or not, whether they say that or not, the reason why I can make that statement is because they are looking for a reality that is different than what they are experiencing. They are looking for a reality of peace. They are looking for a reality of love. They are, hello? They are looking for a reality of utopia. What they're looking for is the one that is all of those things, the peace one, the the, the lover, the the one that has come to give life and life to the fullest. People are looking today more than ever before for the kingdom. They're looking for truth and how to understand the reality of what is going on around them. So in this series, and today's just a quick introduction, we're going to get into a lot of this over the next couple months, we're going to look at the teachings of Jesus and the apostles about the kingdom of God and the nature of truth and reality. We're going to come into a greater understanding of the secrets of the kingdom of God and the reality of the kingdom that is available for us to live in, live from, and live out. We're going to look at statements, teachings, and writings from the word that Jesus and the apostles speak about that when heard, they seem completely counterculture. That when heard, they seem impossible to achieve. When heard, they seem like, man, those seem really untrue. It's not what I'm seeing currently today. But they are real and they are possible. They are paradoxes. They're paradoxes that the Father wants to reveal to his children. So what does paradox mean? Paradox of the kingdom, as we have entitled this. A paradox is this. A seemingly absurd (laughs) or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. Paradox. That a statement that's heard, a, a thing that is taught, seems completely untrue, seems completely not able to be possible, but then when it's investigated, when it's looked into, it's actually found that it is completely possible. This is what happens when we hear the words of Jesus. Okay, prime example. This may not be a paradox, but just go with me for a second. When he says that you have been given the ability to heal the sick, I'm going to preach to somebody in this room today. To give sight to the blind, to share the gospel and see people captive set free. At first, you're like, I don't have that ability. You're right, you don't. He does in you. 
And so what it seems to be completely untrue and not possible, you know what I'm saying? Like what seems to be absolutely like nuts and ca- like it's actually true because he said it and his word never returns void. Here's the, here's the thing. We have to come to grips with this. The word of God will never return void. What he has said will come to pass. What he has said will come true. What his word has said will continue to be faithful and true through generations and generations and generations. And anybody say amen to that. And so the upside down kingdom of Jesus that he invited us to live in or, or make manifest in our midst is a kingdom that at first glance doesn't make sense according to the natural and elementary principles of the world. So the kingdom that Jesus teaches at first glance, first hearing it, first discovering does not make sense because the world around us would tell us differently. You with me? But as God's children, anybody else? We have been given the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom. Like Jesus teaches here in Matthew 13, we have the ability to understand and perceive and know the ways of God's kingdom in our hearts and minds. Come on, how many of you are thankful for the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit gives us the revelation of God. And this is where we're heading, to know truth. Can I tell us something, church? There is still truth today. It's not my truth. It's not, it's not a made-up truth in 2022. It's the kingdom of God's truth that has been reigning and ruling and will continue to reign and rule until Jesus comes back and we get to rule and reign with him. How many of you are excited for that in Jesus' name? Like, the truth of Jesus and the reality of God's kingdom is available for us to know, to live in, to live from, to receive a truth that is entirely different from the world. Hear me, we have never said us against them. That is, this is not this series. It's giving us an equipping to know how to go and to minister to the world that is dying and hurting. Hello? That is our mandate, church. I've said this before. If the world is getting darker, it means that the church is not shining brighter. So we get to enter into a reality, into the truth. That seems completely, oh my God, that's not possible. But because his word says it, it's possible. And so we got to go back to the beginning. We got to go back. You guys doing all right? I know I'm reading a lot. This is different. I'm not running around up here. But we got to go, but thank you. In Jesus' name, let the lights. So to understand what, why have we gotten here? Like, why are we a part of this? We got to go back to the garden. Hello? Like, the garden's where it all happened. In the garden, right, there was communion with the Father. There was intimacy, closeness. They walked with the Father in the garden. Hello? Like they were so close. They could receive what he had to say. That was the intention, the beginning intention. It has not changed. It's just different today. The intention was for us to be there and to walk. And so when, when God would speak, they were able to perceive what he was saying clearly. There was no distortion. There was no perversion. There was no, like, other things. Conf- it was all, you with me? There was purity. And so they heard clearly. It, it doesn't mean that they obeyed clearly, but they were able to hear what God had to say. And we know what happens, Right? They fall, they make the decision to choose to reject God, to reject his word, to to listen. That's why, guys, this is so important today, what we are listening to. 
Like you don't have to be in an experience for your whole theology to be turned upside down. You just got to open up your ears sometimes. And just by opening up your ears, your whole life can turn in an opposite direction that God never called you to go. You need to be careful of who and what you listen to, please. That's just an extra message for you. Like, like you, you need to be sensitive of who's talking. Discernment is a powerful tool. It is a God-given tool. I said, I'm going to read my notes, but I'm going to preach here for a second. Like, this is the greatest. If you don't know what to do, just pray this prayer every single day. Lord, give me supernatural wisdom and discernment. That's it. So that when you hear things, just like they're in the garden and they're hearing deceptive talk, they could have been like, no. <laughs> no. Come on, we have the ability because the Holy Spirit in us to hear things that are not of the kingdom and go, no, no, okay? We gotta be sensitive. So, so because of what happened in the garden and what they chose to do, it changed everything. You know, God, God says to them, okay, you're gone from the garden, but I, he gave a promise in that moment. This is why I love God. People don't catch this enough, that in the moment of the worst failure, God still said, I'm gonna... I've messed up too much. Yo, Adam and Eve jacked this whole thing up for us. <laughs> like, right? Come, come preach for just 10 more minutes, 15, maybe 20. Like, like he just, he jacked this whole thing up and he was still like, I'm going to send the promise. The one that's going to crush. How many of you know Satan is under the foot of Jesus? Can we stop like acting like he's on top of Jesus' foot? He's dead. Like he's dead. He's under the foot. He's been defeated. And so in the moment of the worst failure, he still gives a promise. And so in that, though, there, there became a distortion. There became a, where our minds started to, the human mind started to hear and receive and perceive things that were completely not the intention of what God made in the garden. This is where when we hear things like we're going to talk about, they don't sound normal. They don't sound right to the natural ear. It's because our minds have been distorted. Hello? I think it's not a coincidence, Pastor Nick, that we just went through kingdom mind for this long to now get to this. Because it starts in our minds. It starts to say, mind of Christ, mind of Christ, mind of Christ. I can receive what God has to say. I can walk in the kingdom of God because my mind is pure, being purified, being sanctified, is whole. I do not have to have a mind that is falling to sin. How many of you know that to be true? We don't have to have minds that are chaos. So, so in the fall of the garden, there was a promise. But because of that, our minds now perceive apart from Jesus, life completely different than what the kingdom of God would have us to do and say. And so we have to come back under the divine logic and word of God. We, we have the ability, the access to come back into understanding what Jesus says and how the kingdom of God works here on this earth as it is in heaven. Hello? Guys, it's not just a, a thing for us just to get to heaven and start operating like this. Like it's not, that's not the call. It's not a call for you to be your best self here on earth and then get to heaven and start doing the kingdom work. Hello? That's a demonic thing that's going around in the church. I'm just gonna call it like a spade a spade. Is that what it is? I'm gonna call it spade a spade. Like that's what it is. Be your best self, do everything you can, build your stuff, build your platforms, build this, and then get to heaven and start operating this. No. Now. Now. The kingdom of heaven, come now as it is in heaven. Change my mind right now so that I can perceive and understand. 
And so apart from Jesus' work in our hearts, apart from the divine intervention of the Holy Spirit, all the things of the kingdom seem completely opposite. Because sin does that. Sin affects our minds. Sin affects our eyes. Sin affects our ears. Sin affects us. You know, it's just the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes you're not in the worst battle of your life. You're just caught in sin. I'm just in the worst battle of my life. I'm just being attacked. No, you just have some unrepented sin. Praise the Lord. Back to reading. And so why paradox? Why are, we, why are we talking about this? Because when our Lord speaks in paradoxes, what he is doing is directly speaking out the reality of his kingdom to the people with fallen minds and with the minds that have said yes to him. In other words, Christ speaks reality, but humanity is not fully able to understand what he's saying. This means that our fallen minds are the reason that we even understand kingdom paradoxes to be paradoxes. That apart from a whole mind, apart from the mind of Christ, we hear things that Jesus says and we go, that's not possible. That what Jesus says and what his word says to us through the apostles and others goes completely against what our natural fallen minds and hearts want to hear. But a kingdom mind is able to fully grab a hold of the kingdom truths. So, so for an example, right, in the kingdom, he says, in, in order to live, you've got to die. Now, to the natural mind, if I walked to somebody up on the street and I said, hey, God's word for you is you got to, in order to live, you've got to die. They'd be like, what's about to happen to me? Hello? It completely is like, what? But in the kingdom, when you hear you're going to die and then be raised to life through his resurrection power, it makes sense to us, yes? It's a completely different perspective, a completely different understanding. This is what happens when we come under him and we start to hear truths that seem so opposite. And we say no to the fallen minds, but we say yes to the word of God. And so what Jesus came to do and what began to happen in his ministry, what he's always doing through the Holy Spirit, he's trying to re-show, a better word is rearrange what has been fallen and making it whole for us to come into a whole Mind and understanding of what he says and what he has to say about all things. Can I say this? Like, God has something to say about everything that's happening. God has something to say about the crisis you're going through. God has something to say about the situation you're going through. God has something to say about the counsel you're going to give your friend today at lunch when you're going out to eat. You know it's going to be like he has something to say. Hello? Like he's not like God is speaking. He's speaking right now. You know, sometimes it's the hardest thing to preach up here because I'm hearing what I sense is from the Lord and I'm like, oh, what do I do with it? Like he's speaking. The question is, are we going to be a people that say yes to it and listen? Are we going to say yes to it and open up our, eyes, our ears to hear? So back to Matthew 13. I just got a few more. Are you all right? So Jesus is preaching to a large crowd. Now the crowds start gathering. Now the crowds start coming. They hear of the miracles. They hear of the wonders. They hear of the, the, the healings and the deliverances. And so now they're there. And, and so there's a moment where there's a crowd. Jesus is not against crowds. He's not against it. Hear me. Like there's sometimes like he's against, he's not against it. But his gospel is not going to change just to appease the crowd. I'm going to preach right now. I'm going to preach the pain off of this thing. He's not going to change his message just because there's people in the crowd and they go, I don't agree with that. That's that part. No, Jesus just preached the kingdom. And in preaching the kingdom, it says that people turn and left. 
What a tragedy. It's still happening today. We hear these words. We receive it. So just like Jesus in this moment begins to teach the word, he begins to tell a parable about the sowing of the seeds and how it falls and what happens to it. And his disciples come to him. These brothers are a great testimony for us to learn from. Like, like they're just trying to figure it out. I would rather be in a battle with people that are just trying to go after God and figuring out than people that say they have it all figured out. So they come to him and they say, yo, Jesus, what are you saying? Like, why are you talking in all sorts of riddles? And like, what are you, like, can you, can you get the board out? Can you draw a diagram? Like, I'm paraphrasing just as JP's version. Don't judge me. Like, don't be like, I wouldn't. Like, they're like, what are you, what are you doing? And he says something so profound to them. He says, listen to me, disciples. A disciple is somebody that has said yes to dying and saying yes to living with him. And so he says to them, hey, listen, I'm going to teach this. I want you to catch this. I'm fulfilling what has been said in the prophet Isaiah, but I want you to understand this right now. There are going to be people that have ears, but do not listen. There will be people that have eyes that see, but they will not see what is actually happening. But you, my disciples, you, my church, you, those that have said yes, you will have the ears to hear what I'm saying. You will have the eyes to catch what I'm doing. You will have the mind to perceive what is happening. And let me tell you, there will be many that won't. There will be many that reject it. There will be many that don't understand it. It's not us against them. It's just saying, man, I know who he is. I know what he has done for me. And I know what his truth does for me. So he says, listen, the secrets of the kingdom are open to you. I love that word. I've just been praying that all week. Lord, I want more of the secrets of the kingdom of God. And you know, what's so crazy about that is when we hear that, we think that like we got we to gotta go searching for them. Like try to, try to find them like they're impossible to find. You ever seen someone give a secret to someone and you're standing off there like, I want to know what they're talking about right now. You ever been there? Like, I, I want to know what they're, I'm a, I'm a. Like, we got to go, fine. He says, no, 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 no. The thing about it, the paradox about this thing is that those that have said yes to him actually get to have the revelation of what the kingdom is like. Can I tell you what the life of a believer is? It's to be in the school of Revelation. It's to be in the school of saying yes to the revelation of who God is. So, so Jesus is saying, you have ears. So, sounds crazy in a whole bunch of crowd of people where most of them probably had ears and eyes. And he's saying, they don't, they don't, they don't see, they don't hear. The disciples are probably like, what are you talking about? They're all listening. They're all sitting there listening. And he says, no, but it's only going to be to the ones that have come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Okay. There's a, there's a scripture verse that says this, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, yes? And I've touched on this for the past couple months. But it's profoundly impactful when you enter into an environment similar to this. And some of you are like looking around like people are being ministered to, people are encountering God. It's not because they're any better. But can I tell you maybe what could be the issue? Lordship. That's a good word, Jay. I know. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, the secrets of heaven are open. 
Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is peace. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is grace. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is hope. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is joy. Where, you want me to just keep going? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven are open to us. There were many people in that moment that said, no, I don't want to listen to this. This is too crazy. This is too hard. I can't make sense of it in my head. And they tried to work their way through knowledge, through their natural abilities. And God's like, this is not how my kingdom's going to work. Jesus begins to declare, that's not how the kingdom works. The kingdom works like those that are children that say yes to him, that say like, man, my life without Jesus is mess. I was, I, I should be dead. But because of his great love for me, he saved me. I'm going to give him my life. And you know what that means? I'm going to give him my ears. I'm going to give him my eyes. I'm going to give him my mind. I'm not going to conjure up a bunch of thoughts and knowledge. and just. You know what scripture says? Knowledge puffs you up. Hello? We're the smartest. Like We have more technology today than ever before. And somehow we have an attention span of eight seconds. There's some problems. The reality is this, this is the kingdom still spoke then, that, that you just don't have knowledge to get a bunch of knowledge and you can know God. No, 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 no. You got to come under the lordship of Jesus. So he says to the disciples, say yes. Say yes to me and my lordship and you will have the secrets of God open to you. The secrets of heaven are available to those that have said yes to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And having the lordship of Jesus Christ, you know what that means? then you have to listen to what the Lord says. I just did a lap. <laughs> you can sit all day long in church services. You can worship songs, uh, sing worship songs all day long. You can know the Bible. Oh, I know what Philippians 2 verse 3 says. I, you can quote it all day long but you could still have ears that aren't open to what he has to say because you haven't come under his lordship. You know God. You grew up in the Bible study. You grew up in the Christian home. Man, I grew up in this thing. You all know this? I was sleeping in the pews like as a kid. Like I was falling asleep for revival. You know, we had like week on revival services, like months. Them AGs, you know, them, like them crazy, you know, like they would go for that, the best. But I remember sleeping in the, like, what are we doing? I just want my bed. <laughs> it's a counseling moment. but He says the kingdom of God is available to those that have ears to hear and eyes to see. So you can sit all day long and say, the Lord's, he's the Lord of my life. But if the fragrance of your life and the fruit of your life isn't producing that he's the Lord of your life, he might not be the Lord of your life. And so you may be hearing a whole bunch of truth, but you just hear it and you go, that sounds really good. I feel really good. I'm a culture Christian today and I just want to feel good about myself. I'm shooting some shots here. I know it. But it's like, it's like listen, 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 listen. It's like, oh man, I, I feel good. I feel good. Oh, he answered a prayer for me. Thank you, Jesus. Like he answered a good request for me. Thank you, Jesus. But in, in, that's not this thing. That's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is being dead to self and alive to Christ. The kingdom of God is saying, I have ears to listen because my ears are not my ears anymore. My eyes are not my eyes anymore. My plans are not my plans anymore. My dreams are not my dreams anymore. Hello, this is not my dream. <laughs> Newsflash, can I just tell you all, being a pastor, not my dream. That's just honesty. Take that what you may. But this is the call that God's placed on my life because I've said yes to his lordship. 
I have said yes. I'm not any better. I'm not trying to elevate nothing. But, but like, it is not saying, yeah, Jesus, I want you. I'm Lord. But when you tell me to break up with that person because it's toxic, I still want to hold on to him because he makes me feel good. He's not Lord. When he tells you to stay planted in the house of God and you keep uprooting yourself to every other church to find the perfect church, newsflash, this ain't perfect. This is far from, this house, Oasis, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Are you all right? I just like scared half of you. You're like, what just happened? You're supposed to be sitting. <laughs> but the Lordship of Jesus Christ says this, plant yourself. When it's good, when it's not good. When it makes sense, when it doesn't make sense. Stay planted for goodness sakes so that the work of the Holy Spirit can get into you and build you and equip you. Now hear me, there are seasons, Rachel and I left serving my parents' church. There's a season where God called you. But can I tell you something? It was confirmed by many. Lordship will, will, will bring in others, counsel and wisdom that will speak to you. Is this Okay. You could be in the crowd. You could show up. You can keep showing up to this house. I hope you do. And we're going to teach about what Jesus has to say about abundance and about wisdom and about life. What he says about authority. Oh, I will definitely not tell you what week that is. <laughs> oh, that's good, Pastor. He has a lot of things to say about a lot of things that we need to hear. But you can keep coming. But until you say yes to the Lordship, you're just going to keep listening but not actually hearing. You're going to keep seeing but not actually seeing what's going on. And can I tell you something? I hope this is encouraging. This is good news. The heart of God is not for you to sit in that place. Brother Bruce, can you come up? The heart of God is for you to see the kingdom that is at hand today. Are there valleys? Yes. Come on, like there's tons of valleys. You can walk through some valleys, but you know what happens in those valleys? You have the mind of Christ. You begin to declare who he is. You don't start listening to other things. You don't start saying like he's a bad, no, you start saying, no, I'm in a valley. I'm, I had an image and this is for somebody, you know when you're stretched, like as athletes, we got stretched. We were bougie. Like, I'm thankful for it. As, like, you know, like, we had trainers that came in and stretched us. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I walk in, they would just take care of me. It was, a it was awesome. It was so kind. But, but the trainers would get me up on the table, and they begin to stretch my hamstring. Y'all ever stretch your hamstring where they're, like, pulling? And, like, it would get to the point where I thought it was going to rip because it was like, oh, snap, can you stop? Like, you know, I'm, like, moving around the table. And then, and then it, it, they would put their other leg on my thigh just to keep me down, and they're stretching me, stretching me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. And then they're just like, then they hold right there in that position. They're like, 10, 9. I'm like, dear God, just count faster. <laughs> then they do it. Next one. Those days when I would be stretched to the point where I thought, oh, man, this is going to hurt. Those were the best practices I had. That was the loose. Like, like God is stretching some people in this house right now to the point where you're like, man, I don't know if I can go any farther, any farther. This thing's going to rip. This thing's going to break. This thing's not going to happen. Can I tell you? He's stretching you to equip you. He's building you so that where you're going and what God's going to do through is going to make impacts in the kingdom ahead. It is, this is not, he's not abandoned you in the valley. He's not left you in the valley. He has called you in the valley. He sees you in the valley. He knows you in the valley and he's going to continue. But he wants to say, hey, will you still listen? Listen, will you still have eyes? 
Will you still come under the Lordship of Jesus? Will you still, man, like, oh, I heard a message recently from a guy, he, he's in London and he was just talking about, he got radically saved, radically saved. Like in a club, someone came up to him and ministered the gospel. Another Assemblies of God person, praise the Lord for the AG church, like came up to him and just ministered the gospel in a club where sh this individual had no place to be. Like shouldn't have been, like, I want my faith to be strong enough to go into places that are dark. That does not mean darkness overtakes me. You gotta be careful. But I'm, I'm, I wanna share this testimony. He got radically saved in that club. Got filled with the Holy Spirit in the club. <laughs> Woo! Nobody else. Okay, just me. <laughs> God can't meet people in the club. No, he does. <laughs> That doesn't mean you should be going to the club, but he go meet your people in the club, okay? I have to tell this crowd this because they're like, the pastor told me I can go to the club. Don't meet me here. He was trapped in so much stuff, he said. Bound in so much stuff. Like, like, was fighting causes, was going, like, crazy stuff. And he said, in that moment, he said yes to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And everything that he wanted, his desires, his flesh, his ambitions, his, his, everything, he said, whoop, literally just came right under the Lordship of Jesus Christ in that moment. And you know what he says? It's a daily, daily coming under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Come on guys, this is not just gonna happen one time. This is not just gonna happen because we pray a prayer here in a few moments that you are now gonna come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It'll help, it'll build you, but this is a daily surrender. This is a daily dying. Oh man, I thought I was sanctified until I got married. And then I realized how selfish I was. Don't judge me, y'all, don't judge me. I thought I was getting sanctified from selfishness when I got married, and then I had children. And I realized, oh snap, I got some junk in me that's gotta die. This is facts. The kingdom of God is at hand. He wants to build his people. He does not want to leave his people. He has not departed from his people. He wants to build his people so that the light of heaven would shine bright, so that people across the city would see the goodness of our God in the land of the living. That what he says, they might not understand, but if we continue to live it out, if we continue to go after it, if it starts with us, what will the world see? I think they'll see Jesus. The paradox of the kingdom. It's gonna sound so counter. There's gonna be a lot said that sounds really hard and you're gonna to have to probably go home and wrestle with it. Can I tell you, that's a really good thing to do. Get with your O group, get with your O group leaders, find a pastor, find, like, come, don't, go home. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal. Man, his truth is there. His kingdom is at hand. Come on, how many of you love the kingdom of God? Like, <laughs> I love the kingdom of God. You know why? Because I'm alive. I got my J's on today. I might jump a little higher. The kingdom of God is alive today. I don't have to settle for what the world would tell me. I don't have to settle for the truths that are flying around today. I get to settle in and rest from and live from the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, the kingdom that saved my life, pulled me out of hell. Oh, you think he just said, no, he pulled your body out of hell. He pulled your soul out of hell and he brought you into heaven, into life. This is the kingdom at hand. Amen. Amen. 
So next week, we're going to talk about life. The statement that I said, that in the kingdom of God, you got to die. So we're going to talk about what Jesus says about that. And hear me, we're, we're just trying our best here. We're not going to hit every angle of everything, but I pray this is a spark. This is a catalyst for us to come under more and more of the truth of who God is. Amen? Would you stand to your feet? I'm going to invite um, Pastor Nick to come up right now. And I want him to pray a prayer over us today. For those of you that are at home watching, we want to pray the same prayer for you. But we just want to say yes today. Can we do that? Because it's so interesting that, that Jesus continues to teach the disciples. And he said, blessed are those that hear. Blessed are those that have eyes. Many people have hoped for this stuff. Many people have wished to see what you're seeing right now. There's a blessing upon us when we begin to say yes to this. There is a blessing that comes from him and him alone. The world may not understand, but we get to live in the blessing of an almighty God that created us, saved us, redeeming us. So I'm going to ask Pastor Nick to pray this prayer. Amen? Amen.